so yeah, so E3 was like two weeks ago, and there was a lot of, I would say, disappointing shows, like presentations. Like what? what well, okay. Well, so I'll start with the what. There's just nothing, there's very little that I was actually excited about, or very little that I found to be, like, interesting, or things that I'm, like, looking forward to. Um, What was disappointing? uh, Okay, so for an example, I will say uh, Bethesda's conference. Um, They showed, uh, like, zero new games. They showed uh, half, over half their conference was ports of Skyrim either to the Switch or to VR uh, and a VR version of Doom and a VR version of Fallout 4 and a VR version of something else. I can't remember, but basically like, okay, so that's the front like two-thirds of their conference and then they show a sequel to Wolfenstein, and then a sequel to The Evil Within. What's The Evil Within? Exactly. That's a franchise that they tried to start last year, the year before, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, it was kind of a... From what I understand, it was kind of like a knockoff, like, Silent Hill, Resident Evil kind of game. Mm. Um, but I guess it sold enough to get a sequel. Yeah. But I never played it. All I heard was that performance was terrible on it, and it was a bad game. So, so by new games, were you hoping for like a new like Elder Scrolls or just something else? Yeah, um, some something new, I guess. Like something, uh, I, and I suppose that's in a way like a new Elder Scrolls game is a sequel to a franchise, but unlike. Wolfenstein or The Evil Within, all of the Elder Scrolls games are so self-contained. Like, the lore is shared between them, but the lore is so old that they can take place at any time. But the story in itself and the characters therein are all different. different. Yeah. You're not playing Johnny Wolfstein or whatever the guy, the, the hero of that is or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't pick up and play as... Uh, you know, Ingrid Iron Dragonborn or whatever, you know, you don't... Ingrid Dragonborn? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's just whoever, you know, wherever and... Right, yes. Like, wherever the game takes place and that. Um, So, that was... And, and I guess just how much of their stuff was just re-releases of the same games that are a few years, few years old now and promoting that as if as if it's like some new thing, uh, mm-hmm. I guess because they think like, oh, but it's VR now, like people will care, or that they will, and it will entice people to buy a headset or something. I guess even though they don't really have a stake in the hardware hardware sales of those headsets, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe it was just an easy way to. I mean. Developmental-wise, you know, it's not nearly as much work as making a whole new game, right? But then right. possibly being able to sell it again as a VR 
version of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think the weirdest one was the Doom one because it because it uses the uh, like Vive kind of teleport stuff that is in every Vive game. Um, it undermines a lot of what made Doom good, mm-hmm. uh, or the new the new Doom, which was the fast paced moving around and like getting up in enemies' faces and you know punching them and. Yeah, with with this thing, it's just it's just it just becomes a shooting gallery. Yeah, and yeah, I want to know how you pickpocket in in Skyrim and stuff as VR. Like, oh, you, like you how like, you crouch? You like literally have to do squats to to sneak. Like, how does that mm-hmm. work? I don't know. I I would guess that it's just a button press, but I have no idea. Yeah. I'm interested to know if they actually have full uh physics sim on the weapons like if mm-hmm. it's like one to one sword physics motion. Yeah, that would uh, be that would be neat. I want more like I want the I mean the problem is like I want the spell casting stuff to be better. The magic system was cool to I mean it was just I want the magic spellmaker back. Yeah, I would like part of it. um a game with better magic and enchanting enchanting like, mechanics. They made like the casting magic was a lot more fun in that game, but it was garbage because you couldn't do you couldn't make it better because it was like fireball was always the same strength no matter what, and you couldn't get better at it like you could with 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 attacking with a bow or a sword. You could get better equipment and you could get stronger to do more damage with it and stuff. But yeah. Fireball is fireball is fireball, and it never changes. And it was just kind of lame, especially because some of the most fun spells to use were the earliest ones, and so they became worthless immediately. Yeah, and that kind of sucked. Yeah, if you tried to play that game using like just destruction magic, then you kind of um, handicap yourself because it increasing the skill, and that only increases your tree like what you can access in the skill tree. And then that doesn't make the skill better. I think there's a couple of, I think there's a couple of perks in there that like boost the damage or something. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing is like, you have to get the perk and it's only that one perk that allows you to do more damage with the the thing. Like you can't get a better version of a spell. Yeah. But it's just, yes, it would, it might be fun to play that game in VR and do like magic and stuff like that, but I would probably just still be very like disappointed with the crappiness of the spell system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end, in at well, and I'm also wondering like how if that version will have the same mods available to it that it does now, like. Or if that changes, the VR stuff changes it fundamentally enough that some things just don't work anymore. Yeah. I'm also like curious like how they how you deal with like the crap loads of inventory nonsense that I tend to get into. Oh yeah, that's like, another good question. How much, like am I am I, am I having a freaking minority report shit around in my inventory to, yeah, to like that... organize everything? Because that's gonna be a pain in the butt. I mean, th- that's the thing about VR, at least with 
um, most of the like motion control stuff is you have to just stand there and wave your arms around for an hour or whatever, or however, however long you're willing to play. And I guess if you like strapped a couple of one pound weights onto those vibe controllers, you get a pretty, pretty good workout. Well, you're playing a Skyrim game. Yeah. (laughs) A few hundred hours of just like waving your arms around with these like friggin' weights. Yeah. You know, then like, at the like like I finally beat Skyrim and you're coming out and you've got like freaking like look like a roided out freak with like these giant massive arms. <laughs> like why are your arms and shoulders the only large muscles on your body? Oh, well, that's just how it works. It's two hundred hours of flailing around. I didn't have to do push ups, so Yeah. Although you might end up with like massive quads too if you actually have to like physically squat to sneak. That oh would be yeah. Awesome. To do all of your stealth arching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I guess I'll have to see somebody actually play it. But I, oh I don't. I we I because I had to buy Robbie a new computer. I basically spent my like go out and like suck it up and actually get a Vive money uh-huh. on that. Like I really kind of wanted to get one, but then I I work with somebody now who had spent a lot of time working in VR. And was trying. She was trying to talk me out of it. I was like, "Yeah, like VR, there's not really. Like, it's not really great yet." Was kind of like, <laughs> I think that is a as an amazing uh, uh, statement. Like an amazing statement or an understatement? No, just an amazing statement of like somebody who comes from working and developing in VR and to come to you and say and talk you out of buying a headset. Because <laughs> well, I was I was talking to a coworker today because. Uh, like we have an internal like VR project going on right now. And I got to tell you, I'm not impressed with what's going on there, but uh, it's because it, in, in my my expression to him was like, yeah, the people for the most part, the people I know who have gotten a VR thing or the thing, the experience that I've had with VR is you put it on. You do something with it for about 10 to 15 minutes and you go, yeah, all right. And then you or you've bought one. And so you have some friends over and you show them that thing and you go, check this out. Look at this thing. Cool. And then you put it on a shelf and like never use it again. Because uh, you like go through all of the like five to 10 minute like experience things that you can do and most people don't really want to wear that thing for an elongated period of time. So it's kind of like, well, there it is. I did it. Uh, so I will say though, I might, if I could, I, I know, I know as stupid as you think it is, like I might be interested in playing through fallout four and, and uh, Skyrim again in VR. Like I kind of want to go back and play through those games again anyway. But and it might just be really interesting to like to play those games in like a in like a VR kind of way. Like, but don't you get motion sick? Ah, uh, no. I mean, no. Oh, I thought you you used to. Yeah, I I mean, when I was like twelve or yeah. something. Yeah, like a, decades ago, I I had motion sickness issues. Oh, but, and it's more motion sickness was more of a problem with moving. Like, you know, if you're, like, looking down and reading while you're in a car, like, it was actual movement, not simulated movement. That's never bothered me. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time, like, replaying some of those games that are, like, hundreds of hours or whatever. I have uh, no problem with that. I think it's just the, like, uh, this, uh, like, what do they call it? Um, I look at it and I go, all right, that's an investment. Like, <laughs> yes, you're talking somebody who's on the third playthrough of Knights of the Republic 2, like, within a month, like, within a month, right? Like, so. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah so I'm not. Yeah, definitely. That. If it's that if it's that fresh on my mind, like I can't, I can't <laughs> redo it. I tried. Uh, I think yeah, I tried playing, doing a second playthrough immediately of Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, was just like, no. Seriously, it's really easy. All you have to do is every decision you made, make the other one. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Is like I just didn't find it as engaging. A second time through like i already knew like what was going to happen i already knew kind of like what i was doing so it just kind of felt like rote at that yeah. point i don't know i guess it was fun for me because i like to try different character builds or whatever like not just republic 2 is way better because there's a lot more like options and how you can build out your characters so that was the thing that is just really enjoyable for me yeah i made the playthrough where i was like dual pistol wielding like crazy blaster nutcase and then i did a build where i was just pretty much full-on force powers yeah i think that's a a big difference is that you you enjoy a lot more like experimenting with like uh different things where i kind of like find the thing that works best for me and just kind of stick with that a lot of the time yeah see yeah that's i guess that's what it is like like I did, like I, yeah, I, re- I really want to go back to Fallout in particular and try a different kind of play style. That one, I, like the first time I did, like very kind of like sneaky sniper based, and I kind of be interested to try something else. Well, it was I, I don't know, like it's more kind of like the the stat kind of flow that I did. I would like to try something else. Like I think I did that one. I was mo- mainly involved in like. Uh, which one is what does P stand for? Is that perception? Yeah, yeah. It was like ma- mainly perception and uh, agility. I yeah, think, was like my main build was perception. That, agility. Those are the big. Those I think in like. No, those are the main like gun uh, powers. Yeah, gun, but gun I. Stats. I mean, I'd like to try. You know, like, like a luck charisma build or something. You know, like something crazy like that. Uh, you know, it was just like, I like point a gun and make somebody else work for me. And then, you know, the one shot I do crits and blows up their head. And then I get to go vats and crit again. Right. You know, some kind of crazy, like lucky vats chain. And then anybody that's still alive, you know, I point a gun at and make them go do my dirty work kind of thing. Um, yeah, like, and, and sometimes I think about doing stuff like that of like, uh, and like whenever I started Fallout 4, because I played Fallout 3 uh, and New Vegas as primarily melee. And with each version, like 3 had some pretty crazy melee weapons, like the Deathclaw Gauntlet. And uh, and New Vegas didn't. 
And so it was a little more disappointing. And I ended up like falling back to a ranged weapon because sometimes crap would just like sneak up on you or like, you know, you get into combat out in the waste or whatever and you have to take stuff out at a range. Like you can't run up to them fast enough. And, uh, and, and then in four, I thought, okay, I'll do something like laser weapons or whatever. And then I just did melee again. Uh, <laughs> I've never done melee in that game. Oh, that's so awful. That's the worst. It's not the worst. Oh, I can't even stand it. There's no way. Oh man. I think it's great. Like it's, uh, I know, no, it's awful. I am totally sneak and snipe. Like I would rather have the entire dungeon of people die before any of them saw me. Oh, well, I sneak around, too. Like, I sneak, and I just punch them in the back of the head. Yeah, but I like to die- I like to kill them when their head's a pixel, like, the size of a pixel. Oh, well, see, there's something for you to try, <laughs> is the melee one. Because it's really satisfying to sneak up behind somebody. They don't see you coming. Mm-hmm. And then there you are, and you've got a power fist, and you just, like get them right like right in the base of the spine yeah but i I, but see when i get that close i just put a landmine in the pants that's way more satisfying for me yeah but then people know you're there right (laughs) he knows i'm there for the two seconds the landmine's going off and then he's and then he's pink mist the other thing that's cool about like some of the fallout 4 stuff is that there's like the the what is it blitz or whatever and so you can get the you can stack these things where like you can kind of like dash around ninja style like you know stealth attacking things you get bonus for stealth attack you get bonus for distance you traveled to punch somebody in the head and then you get like you know crit bonuses or whatever and it's it just like stacks to crazy like ends and so anyway, I can like dash through and kill everybody in the entire room with my VATS points and like regen, you know, critical critical hits. And so I just like eat everybody's face. Yeah. Punching and uh, dashing through the room. Yeah. I mean, I did a little bit of melee, like sneak killing because it was quieter, like like before you can get silences and stuff. That was like the quiet way to kill uh-huh. stuff in like tight, tight spaces. So yeah, I mean, I did a little bit of that. I always, I always had a melee weapon on me because you kind of need to. Yeah. But Plus, if you get the, well, there's one baseball bat. There's one baseball bat. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody gets that one. The knock them. Yeah. It's yeah, great. But, yeah. And it plays a little like home run sound. Oh, maybe I didn't use that one. Oh, know. well, that's a great one. It's a great one. Huh? Since people flying into space. Okay. I said a bear flying, and I it was hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't try melee at least once. I've done it three times. It's been good to me <laughs> every, every time. time. You're melee. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done it. One of these times, I'll do like a snipey guy. Oh my gosh, I love it. Snipey shooty guy. Yeah. No, the 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 really out of my comfort zone one that I should do is just demolitions. Yeah. Ex- well, <laughs> demolition like. Minigun, missile launcher. Oh, yeah, just the heavy heavy weapons. Yeah, heavy weapons is the super out of my comfort zone thing. That's the one. Yeah, because it's like, I don't I don't want to be seen and like kind of absorb hits while I damage things like. Yeah, I mean, I I used the 
the laser like when there were spots where it's like you have to be in power armor uh-huh. like there's those there's those times where you just have to be in power armor yeah right so those times i used like the gatlin laser yeah see right? those times i can still melee people yeah and i'm just this like hulking monster with like you know a sword in its hand <laughs> But they're dashing around. Yeah, but see, and it, you, so the funny thing is, like, there are some spots where it's like you have to be in power armor, and I'm like, like I'm out of my power armor. I go around here and I sneak, and then I still go back, and I'm just like, it's like you're supposed to be in power armor and using a Gatlin gun to like mow down people, and it's like, no, thank you. I'm gonna go back out of my power armor and get my little silenced pistol and just go around and shoot people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> And the you know the funny thing is like as much as I like stealth, like I refuse to use stealth boys. Like Oh, I never use a stealth boy. Like I refuse I always to just use sold those. anything that yes, I refuse to use consumable items in video games. I don't know what I don't know what my problem is, but I just won't do it. Okay, that's but you had to use like the Rataway and stuff, right? Uh yes, but I was very limited use of that. I would like go find water like water pumps that i like i wouldn't eat food most of the time i'd go like find a water pump and drink from a water pump um yeah right away was the only thing that i used because you kind of have to use that because it doesn't just go away on its own yeah but yes for the most part like i was like stem packs or whatever like only if i was like somebody was actively shooting at me and i was about to die would i use mm-hmm. like healing items Um, so I guess the other thing that Bethesda did that was kind of, uh, bother to me was the whole creation club thing, mm-hmm. which just seems like, uh, like they're just trying to get a piece of the mod community, even though the mod stuff is basically what sells their games the most. Right. They're, they like want their cut. Yeah. So part of me thinks it's primarily, I really think legit, it's like generally just mostly targeting console markets. Yeah. Because as it is right now, you can't get mods for those games on the console, right? No, you can. You can? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's, that's evolved since Morrowind where you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Morrowind and Oblivion, you couldn't. <clears throat> okay. Skyrim on the PS3 and Xbox 360, you couldn't. But the definitive edition release on the PS4 and Xbox One, you can. With some caveats on the PS3 because of how Sony handles some of that content. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, that seems like that's pretty recent. Yeah. Which is why I'm not aware of it. So, again, I think mostly it's targeting the console market. But I do, I mean, the thing is, it is absolutely a win-win situation for Bethesda. Because it's like, oh, we don't have to employ people. You know, they can go on here and they'll make some money. You know, it's, it's basically for modders that think they can get people to buy their mods, right? Yeah. And Bethesda will make so many off of it, you know, because of that. Mm-hmm. And they also, they're basically kind of eye 
like iPhoning their stuff too, right? Because it all has to work. Like they, they, you can't have any mods that conflict with one another, and it all has to work with the vanilla version of the game and everything. Yeah, and every patch version and all the right DLC. So there's, there's a lot more. Like it, it has to be maintained a lot more. You know, to to stay valid on the thing, it makes their game a lot more stable. So you're not ever going to get like if you. <laughs> it makes the game a lot more stable for people, right? So if you, I know it's yeah, a yeah. joke considering like how buggy their games can be sometimes, but anyway, but like you're not going to go download like ten mods and then it totally destroys your save files and you can't play because two mods like totally ruin each other. Or, you know, yeah, or something. I guess the thing that I find funny about that is like. The mod community has already made like very good tools for managing that stuff already. So things that would like bust your stuff, like load order mod conflicts, yeah. like the you know the Nexus mod tool that you can download. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of this is like to siphon money away from Nexus mods. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's to it's to get the the mod Nexus stuff like to be less important. But also, it's their own marketplace. Like, it's Bethesda's own marketplace. So they're also trying to siphon off from the Steam Workshop stuff that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Because when they tried to uh, sell stuff on there, like, you know you know, Valve was getting a cut of that, of all of those things. Oh, yeah. And so this way, they don't have to, they don't have to uh, split any of that with Valve. It's it, They get 100% of the profit uh, off of other people's work and i assume they pay out some amount of money to the creator as well yeah i i my suspicion was that it probably works kind of like valve or iphone does where they probably take 30 percent out for whatever a mod sells for yeah. unless it's one that they make themselves of course which i'm sure will get some priority in oh yeah like listing yeah, uh, yeah right yeah like top you know all of the top mods will at will on release day be their mods right. and whenever they re- release a new thing like theirs it's, will be yeah i mean i'm sure mods. they'll feature their own stuff yeah yeah but <clears throat> i don't know that's how it seems to be the way of things at least it's not origin that's true <laughs> that that place is a mess i still like i still haven't played uh i guess so there's a fourth Mass Effect now, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I still haven't played the third one because I can only get it on fucking Origin. I played it because I got it for free. And that's why. Yeah, well, there you go. But you know what? Did You you played two, though, right? Yes. Okay, so you kind of played three. But the ending's less disappointing. And the story's not as bad. But on, for three? No, on two. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the gameplay's nearly the same. Like almost nearly exactly the same. Okay. Um, but there's more aliens you can have sex with now, right? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what's important. Aliens and clones. Um, there's a lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is there a clone of you, and you can have sex with yourself? Well, if you remember from the second game, you are the clone. Sort of. I don't really remember that. Well, they killed you and then rebuilt your body, and. Spoilers, they killed you at the beginning of the second one and then rebuilt your body. And that was their excuse for, for why you lost all your why you lost all your skill points. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. But you that's also how they made you employed to the elusive man. 
Charlie Martin Sheen. That's how they made you employed to Martin Sheen. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of making money off of old content, uh, did you see the new like? So there was the the NES box that had also NES games on it. Oh, right. Have you seen the games list for the Super, Super Nintendo one yeah, that's coming out? I did. And also, I guess Sega is making one as well. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, but the game list was pretty good. I was surprised. Like, I was kind of surprised that some of the stuff was on there. Like, they had like Final Fantasy VI. Uh huh. Is one of the ones on there. I was surprised they had Super Mario RPG on there. I was. Yeah. I was like, wow. Uh, yeah. I was. I was kind of surprised they had that on there. That was. But. What's funny is, like, most of those games are the ones that I still got, and I, you know, can play on my, like, retro doodad over here now. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, that, <laughs> those things make me laugh. I guess a lot of people um, don't just have an emulator, or <laughs> maybe I guess they feel bad about emulating 30-year-old games or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Nintendo's losing money because you... Go like if you yeah I mean Nintendo's not losing money at this point on that kind of stuff for the most part if you're getting emulators and yeah. ROMs because it's like if you're gonna try and find a copy of Link to the Past it's gonna be at a, a retro games secondhand store and they're the only ones that are making money there yeah not the not Nintendo not the people who made the game or whatever oh yeah if you want to buy like a cartridge of one of those things yeah. Like yeah. they're not they're not seeing any of that money, but and in and their virtual console stuff is so shit that like it, it doesn't <laughs> even matter. The they don't deserve the money. And also <laughs> the virtual console stuff and the the stuff that they put on those on those devices are ROMs anyway. And some of them are ju- are community rips. Like somebody actually found that in like the source code of uh, like they dumped either one of the virtual console ROMs or one of the ROMs that was on the NES Classic. But they were like, here is a, the code, or here's a comment like from this release group that was like, this is our rip of the ROM. <laughs> and it was like, gotcha, Nintendo. Like, you're not even rip, you're not even providing your own stuff. Like, you're using, <laughs> you know, like, community dumps. <laughs> they, they downloaded all their own ROMs for the Pirate Bay and then and then put put them onto like a little device. Yeah, put them on an SD card, loaded them onto this thing, and they're like, "Here you go, eighty dollars, please." That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's their stuff. Like, nobody can sue them, right? Right. I, it's like, like, how dare you? Like, I'm going to sue you for stealing the thing that I stole. Like, that's not gonna, <laughs> right. That's really not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, the I do like it's definitely like an American like I think that's the one thing that's disappointing about it. It was like it's definitely like American video game kind of thing. Like it would have been cool if they instead of putting like Final Fantasy six, which they call three on yeah. there, like put fucking Final Fantasy five on there. That game was awesome. And people never got to play it here unless you played a ROM. Mm. Right? Like put stuff like that on there. Like that's new. Or like, well, I mean, new, did, to, new to the new to the audience. They did put Star Fox Two on there. Yeah, I guess that's something. Yeah, which I 
speaking of ROMs, I played a ROM of that and it right. was more Star Fox. So it's. Uh, <laughs> I get the novelty. <laughs> yeah, the novelty is what's, you know, interesting for people who either didn't know that there was a Star Fox 2 that didn't get released or have not bothered to find the ROM that is easily available and played it. But yeah, you know. I guess I, I I don't know. I guess I'm uh, uh once again like in in a very small or or in a, in the minority of people who are like have just been playing emulators for so long that like of course I've got like three different devices at home that can play these things. Yeah, I mean it was like the late 90s or whatever. Like that was when that became like that was like all the craze or whatever. And I I think I mean, yes, I think we were kind of maybe an exception to that because we were like the, you know, teenagers that had internet and a lot and like a lot of time to learn technology. And that was when it was back then, it was really, really easy to pirate everything. And Well, yeah, but even our like <laughs> our peers, like there are people I would be willing to bet like aren't familiar enough with, you know, that with the what emulation is or how that works and uh, where to get stuff. Yeah. That's not a virus. You know? I'm sure that's probably true. Yes. They, I'm, I mean, I spent like two days just, just so I could get the high score on that fucking final fantasy roller coaster game and, and final fantasy seven, like ripping the game that I was playing legitimately on a PlayStation three, like ripping my save file, like onto a, putting it, putting it onto a PSP, and then getting a, <laughs> and getting, transferring that save file to an emu to a an emulator on the PC, so you could scum save the. No, uh, so I could play it in slow motion. Oh, and play the game and actually win at it. So I yeah, so that I could run the the mini game in slow motion, so that I could actually like do well at it, and then and then I had to transfer that save file back to the PSP, and then back onto the. PlayStation, so I could continue <laughs> playing on the PlayStation. That's ridiculous. But I got that umbrella. What was the umbrella? It was it was one of Eris's weapons, which oh. is the best part. I I did all that for a weapon for a character that I lost like you like, know ten minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Now I can play the game again. Oh. <laughs> wah wah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was just trying to get it was it was like the trying to get every single item in the game. Yeah. Kind of playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I understand I, I feel like most of the want to buy the SNES classic is like the novelty of owning that thing. And I have a feeling that it's gonna be the same story as the original the NES classic thing. It's just going to sell out real quick. Like it's going to be hard to find. It's just going to be resold at exorbitant prices and gouged for whatever people can get for them. Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo will say like, all right, well that was it. We end our run. Uh-huh. Speaking of that. Oh, have you heard about like the, I think it was one of the new uh, NVIDIA cards is getting like, like the, Prices on that is skyrocketing because of Bitcoin mining. 
Oh yeah, it's like the 980 or something like that. Yeah, like, I think that's the one that's in my computer. No, might be. I don't know. I gave away my 980 Ti to a friend of mine. Man, you should have sold it for Bitcoin miners. Yeah, yeah. But well, how was I supposed to know, right? I don't know. We're never really not in the Bitcoin mining scene. No, but if I can take advantage of them, like, sure, I'd do that. <laughs> yes. Although, like, also, like, Bitcoin has become, like, really, really valuable now. They're, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah. That bit, every kind of, like, cryptocurrency is is gone up in value. It's weird. I feel like that's a bubble. Oh, I mean, definitely. It's a bubble. Like, like that's, I don't know. I don't know what. But also, like, I I don't know about you. I'm not really keen on getting involved in a subcurrency, like a meta currency that is mostly for drugs and human trafficking. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't want to do that. Right. I know. Yes. It's definitely like if you're going to do something illegal, you're going to use Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't. Or, or like, and it's also like the stuff that like hackers use to like take Netflix hostage and threaten to like release their latest tv show early or something and yeah stuff like that yeah it's only used for bad things because it's harder to like there's no paper trail you know like it's uh so it's it's just feels like bad news all the way around and i don't want as much yeah. as like oh if i had gotten on the boat early and gotten involved in bitcoin and got a whole and you know put a, a handful of money in there i'd be a millionaire or whatever like uh, you know. <laughs> yes, but you, but so you don't like that. If you were a millionaire, the millions of dollars you got would probably have come from like cartels and or it would have. I mean, it would have come from like the inflation and like <clears throat> that. Those Bitcoin or whatever would not have been involved in those transactions. But like the system is kind of what bothers me. Like the you don't like the fact that you're like taking part in an evil. In a, in a corrupt system. I yeah, guess. it's like let me just you know let me just dip my toe into like the seedy underbelly of the world, right? <laughs> just so I can make some possibly fast cash. Right. Like, that's real gross to me. Unless it's a video game, then it's fine. Well, we are in the video game business, <laughs> and that I'm just saying I'll do anything you... evil in a video game. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the video game industry is part of the seedy underbelly. Oh no 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 no. I will be in every kind of evil evil organization if it's in a video game. Oh no, yeah, that definitely. No, when I played Daggerfall, you remember, I the first thing I did was make my character walk into town, stab everybody. <laughs> uh, and, and then spend the rest of the time running from guards. Spend the rest of my time running backwards from guards and killing them as I could. And then uh waiting for my letter from the Dark Brotherhood, saying they like my style. <laughs> yes, it's bold and bloody. That was how I found out about the Dark Brotherhood's existence. Was, oh, that's true. Yes. Was, that was I wonder if I can just kill this guy. Oh, I guess I have to kill all of these guys. Well, <laughs> and then I escaped. Then I came back to town and the little boy was like, here you go. Yes. Welcome to the Dark Brotherhood. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's not it's not that easy in future games. Like it could just be like It was really a lot of work in some of the other games, wasn't it? Yeah, you have to like track down a dude and do a special thing and you couldn't just like, you know, murder spree your way into their good graces. 
Yeah. Morrowind didn't even have it. They had that stupid writ system nonsense. What was that other? It was like, it wasn't the Dark Brother. It was some other like assassin group. Uh, oh, right. It was uh, the. Was it some kind of hand? Or something like that? The Black Hand? Or Black something? Hand? I can't remember. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know. But it, yeah, they did, they did have a, the Dark Brotherhood in a mod, but it was like just a bunch of people that would just relentlessly try to murder you until you took part in a quest. Well, but that wasn't that the DLC or whatever? Yeah. Uh, that was that was like their first attempt at DLC, and it was really not very good. Yes. Well, yes. It was not. It was very poorly implemented, because it was like, you want to sleep? You've got to sleep to level up. Nope, you can't, because every time you try to sleep, you get Dark Brotherhood attacked. <laughs> Or do you want to sleep just to regenerate health or something? Or like because you just started the game and made the mistake of also installing this DLC along with it. Nope, can't sleep. Dark Brotherhood kills you. Ninjas. You die. You, Ninjas. You, you are literally never going to, to like, you are stuck forever at after the tutorial. I can only imagine that my character, like, through that playthrough was just this, like, bloodshot eye, just like, <laughs> I gotta stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. This twitchy mess. <laughs> yep. Until I got to a high enough level where I could just kill them. What I did end up doing at some point was going to sleep in high places, like jumping up someplace really high mm-hmm. and then going to sleep because then they would spawn in, but they wouldn't be right next to me because I would be on some kind of weird perch. <laughs> so they'd be like on the ground below me and couldn't get to me. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about one of these other things? Yeah. Okay. So there were some things that I guess you were more excited about at E3. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The um, the last night. That's the thing that I was the most excited about. Um, there's a couple other things like the next uh, Shadow of Mordor game looks still looks very good. But I already knew about that. Um, but this game I hadn't heard about. So it looked like kind of like pixel, like Blade Runner sort of. It's weird, like I was weird because it's like so it's very three D looking, but also still pixely. I don't know if you call that voxely, but it's not like all crappy like Minecraft. Well, it's not. It's not voxels. It's like it's um, like parallaxed like. And three, like the lighting and the depth of a 3D game is there, but the art is still all two dimensional. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, at least that's what it looked like. I don't know. Some of it didn't look like that to me. It looked like some of it might have been like it could have been like a really good like rendering like shader or something that made it look pixely. Maybe, but <clears throat> you'd be surprised at how good like shaders have gotten. Oh, no. Kind of yeah, thing, I've so. uh, the, the um, what was it? Saints Row 4 <laughs> had a, uh, a a quest where you go into a video game and it um, pixelates your character. And you go into this like double dragon esque um brawler sort of thing and 
that's pretty great. That's a pretty great section of that game. But yeah, they it's just, you know, a filter on uh on the uh on the art that already exists cuz all of my character customization stuff was still on my character. Um it all looked up, you know, right. Yeah. Well, there's definitely so, some of it is definitely 3D. I'm just looking at the like scrubbing through it. There's some spots like like a lot of the buildings and structures are definitely 3D. Like that hot tub thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Table, so, yeah. There's definitely, it's there's 3D some... with some filter. Like the car you're standing in there, that's 3D. That building back there is 3D. That building's 3D. The character art maybe is all 2D animation. Yeah, it looks but like the character. A lot of the environmental stuff. And some of the props and things yeah. are are 2d but, but it, yeah there's definitely a lot of the like that water is 3d like that's a real right but that vehicle there i'm pretty sure that's 3d and just with the shader on it yeah i mean it, it could be like i think one of the things that excites <clears throat> me about that game well one is the look it looks really good but it also is one of the first games that is taking the like pixel art aesthetic and like doing something with it like moving it in a direction that's not just trying to emulate what had been done in the old time, the of, old time, the, the before time, the before time, the long, long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> and so it's actually like doing like mixing it up and like taking, taking that style and saying, and making it its own in a really interesting way. Uh, but also like, you don't really get a sense of what the gameplay is um but it kind of gives you a vibe of like um uh another world or flashback or something and mm-hmm. it's i w- i am interested in playing another one of those kinds of games you mean out of this world out of this world yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean maybe i don't know if i would still like that or not but i mean those games were definitely really fun when we played them you know, back when, you know, it was new on the Sega Genesis. Or yeah. Whatever. I'm not sure if that kind of, like, I feel like controls and the way that you can play games has gotten a lot more sophisticated. So I'm not sure if I will still like that or not, but maybe I will. I think that the controls being more sophisticated can only make it better. Because the controls in those games are, to me, one of the like going back to them, one of the things that makes them less fun to play and just more of a chore mm-hmm. or cumbersome. I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, there, I guess so there's some modern games that still like Limbo is kind of a modern version of those games, isn't it? I mean, the way that it plays, it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a scene by scene sort of puzzle kind of thing. Yeah, and there's moments where like. You know, the spider's chasing you and you kind of have to go in a certain direction. I think, I mean, there's definitely games that still kind of like harken back to that sort of style that have come around. Yeah, like that's that's closer to a out of this world sort of thing. But as far as the like scene scene by scene sort of. Right, the, the game, the gameplay is similar. But but flashback was much more of kind of a free roam around around the map and discover things and solve um solve the puzzles and with some light and sometimes challenging combat and most of the combat cha- challenge for me in that game was the controls and 
like fighting with like I have to you know duck this way or if I drop down like this like then I have to duck immediately and like some of that stuff but it's all it all felt much like so clunky for the time because it you know because it is on the Sega Genesis so <laughs> yeah um but it was very cool like that was like those games were really neat because it was the first I felt like they pushed kind of that pixel art kind of stuff pretty far. Like it was the first game that felt really cinematic, you know, like when you play, yeah. like they, there was, I don't know. There was kind of just a certain like quality level to them just felt a lot different than well, some of the other games of the era. Yeah. And like out of this world in particular, I think had a lot of the, it's, it's a lot of simple shapes and so I think they can get a, away with a lot more of like motion and how mm-hmm. things move. And I think they did um, like rotoscoping on actual actors to get that kind of performance out of the pixel art. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it, yes, it was somehow it was, it was very stylized, but somehow a lot more real feeling than say like Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And that that just made it I don't know, just it was a very different kind of immersive sort of experience that was really cool. Well, I guess the other thing is they like actually had like human proportion man running <laughs> around, you know. Yeah. It's not just like some squatty little plumber dude. Right. And he also like sucked, right? Like he was very definitely like fragile and human. Oh yeah. But he and he had momentum and stuff with his running. Yeah. So like you'd have to like pick up the pace and then when you try to stop or like like quickly turn and run the other direction he would like have inertia and like slide a little <laughs> bit and pivot and that kind of stuff yeah um so yeah it was pretty crazy but but yeah this game looks like in the vein of that but i don't know i'm really interested in to see just what that game turns out to be mm-hmm and so, what was the other one? Uh, the other one, well, the other one is, that I think is an interesting thing to look at is Beyond Good and Evil Two. It's the game that like everybody thought was just dead, um, but I guess it's not. It's still in development. And so they they during the E three presentation they released this cinematic trailer that like gives a lot of the vibe that the original game kind of had for me specifically it was the music because i i had heard the music and it's so like just ethnically interesting of like a like a like indian hip-hop <laughs> kind of thing to it uh-huh. um like the cab scene in fifth element yeah yeah kind of like that where yeah, it was actually a lot like the cab scene in Fifth Element. <laughs> uh, oh, that was more. That was more of a Middle Eastern, but yeah, similar kind of thing. I th- uh, I forget where that guy is from, but I, I did find that album. Is he Egyptian? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I had an Egyptian friend that really liked it, and I can't remember if that's if it was because he was Egyptian or not. Well, it could be. Yeah. He does things in... Okay, so in that song, he does things that are, like, pretty... Um, 
similar to like some of the like Bollywood like style of singing that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's like the proximity has led to a similar like musical culture over there. Um, but there's there's definitely different chords and tones that Asia and the Middle East use that Western music doesn't. Oh yeah, it's yeah. very different over there. They have a. It's uh, like they play with all the black keys on a piano, kind of is what it. Well, no, <laughs> they have they have quarter tones and notes in between the notes that we have. Yeah. So, which they actually make quarter tone pianos, but um, yeah, it's so yes, they're they're it's like they're playing notes that we don't even have in our <laughs> you know traditional Western scales. Um. So. Anyway, there's a lot of style to the video, right? Mm-hmm. And, but they don't show any of the gameplay. Right. And so everybody was left wondering, well, like, okay, so what's this game supposed to be? So I'll tell you what, like, so this is... So I know a lot of people were excited and a lot of people were like, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just some of the people I know were like, just kind of the age where it was, you know, the right time to hit them nostalgia-wise. but. Uh-huh. I remember playing the game. It's like, okay, that was kind of fun. But I don't, like, just fall over myself in love with the first game like some people tend to be. Okay, yeah, neither do I. And I don't really (laughs) get it. Like, I get it. It's like, okay, I mean, it was kind of a Zelda game, and you get to have an Asian female in it or whatever, you know. Or she was orange. Like, I don't know what race that is. Her name was Jade, so I kind of just went Asian because that's, that's what I assumed. But I was like... Okay, so I guess that makes it kind of neat. But I was like, the camera thing was kind of like, bleh. And then, the I'll tell you what, the thing, this is what I really remember about the game, was there was like some kind of stupid collectible that you had to get. Yes. And there was one that you could only fucking get by typing in some damn code on a website or some bullcrap. It's like you had to go to a web page and enter a code and like get it from the web page or go to the web page and do something and then you would get a code and then that was like how you got like one of the one of them. Oh. It was like it was like the stupid anti piracy bullshit kind of like <laughs> collectible. Yeah. The thing. things that I remember about that are the kind of crappy combat, the camera stuff, and yeah, the collectible orbs and that at one point I had to play a lot of this stupid air hockey minigame to get one. And <laughs> I love that we both like focus on how horrible the orb collection was. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that was one of my least favorite things about that game was just the like, but I hate collecting crap in games. And some of it is I feel compelled to collect crap in games. But again, it was like, you know, it, it's one of those things where there's like all these hidden things everywhere. And I felt like there was not not a good enough reward for like getting all of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just remember one of them. I had to go to a website and I was like so angry about it. Wasn't there like a jet ski or something you would ride around on? I don't really remember. I, and so like when I saw that trailer video, there was like talking pigs and monkeys. I don't even remember that. Oh, you had a talking pig friend. Yeah. I completely forgot that there was like anthropomorphic animals in this like, game universe yeah i just remember the girl in a camera and then there was like some kind of like 
lizard dragon monster type thing with something on its head and I had to take a picture of it and then kill it. Yeah. And then like the end boss fight was a weird dumb like teleporting thing that you had to hit a bunch with your staff. And then that was I think that was the end boss. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It was I mean, the other thing is it was a really short game. Yeah. I recall, like I think it was maybe something I finished in a weekend. It, like it was a very short game. So there was I didn't have time to get in love with it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so I uh, so I'm totally with you. Like I don't really get the same uh nostalgia. The same I don't have the same feelings for that game that people have built up over time. And 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 so so I'll get to the, you know, the 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 I guess the punchline of the conference which was the game that they end up revealing and showing gameplay for nothing to do with any of that stuff. Like it's not a Zelda game. It's not a collecting stuff game. It's not, there's no camera, anything. You don't even have the same characters. It's a prequel, right? It takes place like before any of the events in that game happen. And what it is, is some kind of like space exploration, get into a spaceship and fly around the the galaxy and, but you can also go down into like um, street level and stuff. And they really didn't show much about how like what you actually do, but you can fly around as a space monkey and it's also it's multiplayer. Of course. And so. I knew you were going to say multiplayer at some point. And so it's like, kind of like, what is this? I don't know what this game is anymore. Like, I don't know what this is, but it's definitely not beyond good and evil one. So it's this other thing that this guy wanted to make that uses the same, I guess, aesthetic. Same IP same, yeah. or whatever. So people were like really jazzed about it and then like suddenly very disappointed <laughs> because it had like shattered their dreams of getting a real sequel to that game that they liked. So but the, I don't know. But the the video was pretty... The video was pretty, and the tech demo for the engine is really cool looking. Um, like it looks very good, and like the you know ability to like fly in really close onto like so the cityscape and then fly out into space, uh, like very seamlessly or just like cruise around the world is like, you know what they were promoting with like No Man's Sky kind of stuff, but it all looks like you know photo real rendering stuff instead of procedural like no man's sky stuff so i don't know i guess we'll see but it's just a really interesting reveal for this game because it's it's not anything anybody wanted (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not the game they wanted. It's the game they deserve. Uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, yeah, we've been going for about an hour. Yeah. I guess we don't have time to go into my list of grievances against Wonder Woman. Okay, no, go ahead. What, <laughs> what do you... Why do you, you... So you did not like... I thought it was a fun movie. And I thought, okay... 
of the non-Christopher Nolan Batman stuff has been like the best movie to come out of DC since since The Dark Knight basically. Yeah, um yeah, that's that's kind of the refrain and it's also sort of like faint praise, I suppose, right? Because it's like, well, hey, you didn't you didn't you know screw what? it up this time. You know what? It's not garbage. It's not a garbage movie. <laughs> so, good on you for that one. Um I didn't hate it, right? I'm like like I've got a bulleted list of things that I didn't like about the movie. But I did enjoy watching it. It's just there's things that like kind of stack up in my mind and like make it make it hard to be like in, enjoyed if you like. And that's that's kind of a problem that I've had with uh, a few movies recently and there's kind of the trend of like don't analyze it like don't <laughs> don't don't think about the things that they just told you or the things that they're showing you or like the consistency in a character or the consistency in the storytelling like don't think about those things just kind of like take everything at face value and and enjoy the ride and then get off the ride and say like okay i had fun but don't look back on it and don't you know it's like the, the i had similar issues with like getting like leaving the theater of rogue one and going and like having the adrenaline wear off of like, oh, wow, that was a really fun action movie. Oh, God, I hate all of these things about this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> OK. Uh, and so so like while it was fresh on my mind, I had to like write up this list of things. OK, so let's go through it. OK, so. OK, so why does she know how to speak modern English and other languages that didn't exist before the Amazon's exile? So I assume that. Like it seems like they have some way of acquiring knowledge from the outside world, even though they don't aren't really supposed to like leave or whatever. So there's definitely some kind of like magic. I mean, one of them's a god or goddess or something, right? So clearly, there's like some. Well, none of them on the island are gods. They're all just being. They're all just kind of captive on the island and being held in some kind of weird immortal limbo. Yeah, I don't. I assume it's just part of their like, their like power as Amazons, right? That like, if they're supposed to be these people that communicate with mankind and like bring them love and stuff and prevent war, which is like what they were sort of like depicted as, they need to be able to speak their language and communicate with them. So I feel like it's just an inherent inherent part of their design as they were created by Zeus. Okay, so you're saying it's not an education thing. Like, it's not something any of them learned. It's just something they have an innate ability to do. Possibly. Okay, well then, that's an irritating point because it's later brought up as though her education of other languages is makes her superior to men. Yeah, but she's special. She had to be taught stuff. She wasn't truly an Amazon. So she did have to be taught. Well, but that makes less sense because she's mostly God compared to the rest of them. Like, because she is a creation from Zeus. Yeah, but she didn't know that. So, she had to be taught. That doesn't make any sense. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, ugh. Don't they have, like, some kind of magic mirror where they can, like, look out to the, the modern world? Isn't that part of the, the like... I thought there was, like, some kind of, like, a magic, like, 
crystal ball type of thing where they could go spy on the world, on the outside world. That sounds familiar. I don't. I am. I, I don't am, remember it. They they don't they, leave they definitely, the island, but I am almost certain that they have they have ways of spying on the outside world. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, given that. Why are they all ignorant of current state of affairs of the world? As in, like... The the, the war. <laughs> <laughs> the war that was happening right outside their doorstep. I don't know. Yeah. They, and, they, and, they, like, like, they didn't, they just, they didn't check their, like, magic email in a while. In, like, you know, four years or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> something like that. See, like, this is, I mean, this is what I'm talking about, is, like, you can't think, you can't think about, like, why these, like, inconsistencies. Okay. Uh, Okay, so why doesn't she understand concepts like marriage, politics, and chain of command? These are concepts that exist in Greek culture. Also, she's lived on an island monarchy whose people are all in a mandatory military training for a war they will never get involved with. She doesn't understand chain of command? No, she actually defies that whenever she's talking to the, like, military leaders in England. She doesn't understand why uh, Chris Pine's character would need to follow orders, why he doesn't stand up and just defy them. Uh, Earlier in the movie, she obeys this chain of command when she tries to obey her mother and then doesn't. Right, but she immediately, but she immediately. So I think it's, I think that's more of like a herself, not like her knowledge, because she was immediately like, this is wrong. I'm going to break the rules. So she wants other people to do it. Right, but she acts as though he's incompetent or doesn't understand things. And he's like, no, you don't understand. He's the military leader. This is who I take orders from. This is my job. And yeah. so she should know that. Like, she shouldn't just well, be... Well, maybe it's because she, he wasn't wearing, like, whatever fucking crown that Princess Bride was wearing. So she doesn't know, like, who's really in charge. She thought he was just some jerk in a mustache. I don't know. Uh... What else are you talking about? Oh, marriage? marriage, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They probably don't really teach much about that because it's an island of all women. Like, they don't really have marriage there because there's not. I mean, they, it seems like a concept that doesn't exist on the island. But she, uh, but she's read other a books. Book about sex? She's read a book about sex. She's read other, you know, well, texts are you from talking about, like, Greek What What history. do you mean about, like, marriage? About, like... Was it when they were on the boat or whatever? Yeah. And he said, I think that was more of a, she didn't, she didn't understand his being uncomfortable to like sleeping next to her. Cause she was just saying like literally just physically lie down and have a, and sleep next to me. No, I think she had a legitimate question of what is marriage in that no, boat. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, So there's stuff like that where like she's conveniently ignorant of things and then conveniently like smart and the stuff that's conveniently smart seems to be in places where she has to like prove that she's better than the men in the movie. I see. Uh, why, why does she go goo goo over a baby for no reason and have that never come up again? <laughs> you mean like she was excited like that there was a baby? Or, no, she literally, as they're walking through the streets of England, she sees a yes. baby and goes, ooh, a baby. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And like pulls her away. And then it's never talked about. And she never does anything like that ever again in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I think she was, I guess, I don't know. It was just, 
it was kind of, I think it was like a bit of a culture shock just like being in that city and then eventually like kind of got like back put on task I guess I mean she was a little she was definitely also like very culture shocked like when she had to like change outfits and stuff too I guess her reaction to that is less that feels way more like uh conditioned mm-hmm. to go like oh baby instead of just like baby <laughs> like oh right you guys have babies here we don't have babies on our on yeah. our island because we're just a bunch of immortal women mm-hmm. i was the only baby yes yeah and so that was a dumb thing um why does she ask about all clothing being for battle when they clearly have non-combat clothing on her island Uh, okay, who is she to question military leaders not getting involved in the fray when her whole society has isolated themselves from the world for hundreds of years? <laughs> no, well, I guess, I mean, at the same time, she didn't, I, I don't think she realized that they should be fighting, right? Does that make sense? Like, she, like... They've been training this whole time of, like, there's a certain way, like, the people who are in charge are, you know, it's like the old, like, king kind of stuff in movies. Like, the person who's in charge is in the fight with everybody else kind of thing. Like, back when kings would, like, fight and shit, and, like, they'd ride in on their horse with everybody else and... They were in the fight, but it, they, they were next to the fight. They, because... they were in the fight, but they kind of weren't really because like everybody else was like kind of protecting them and stuff. But like, yeah, they didn't uh, actually but it's more like Game of Thrones kind of fight where like the guy that's the king is like literally like chopping heads off and getting his arm. Yeah, like I think those were like more rare than people would like to think. Right. But it sounds cool. But that's like the way that they were like taught to fight in her like yeah. tiny little world. And Again, she was ignorant of, like, the fact that they needed to go out and fight. And so that's why she was not, I guess that's why why she was that way. But it's like, yeah, like, if you're part of the military, you shouldn't be, like, you know, completely part of the military. And you know that there's a war going on. You should be involved in it, I think is her, her feeling. Yeah, I guess the, the thing she's also ignorant of is uh, telecommunications. Right. And that... <laughs> yeah, they can't. There's several fronts to this war, and they can't be at 17 different locations on the globe. So it's better to be, from a strategic standpoint, in one location where they can communicate with multiple people. Yeah, and also it's better if your strategic leader doesn't get killed. <laughs> yes, um, these are all things that like just make her seem dumb to me. I don't know. Okay. Um, why do they only play the quote-unquote theme song, which is more of a trailer stinger twice in the film, where one of those times is in the end credits? That's more of a complaint about the music in this movie. I thought well, it was pretty lame. Well, that's the problem with music in all superhero movies. Yeah, it's really sad these days. No modern superhero movie has good soundtracks. This is true. Like, I like... I, I find some of the music in, like the Nolan Batman movies to be entertaining and like interesting, like composition wise, but there's not a, you can't hum it. 
There's the, no melody. The only superhero movie that is known for its music is Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy because yes. It's all licensed music. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ooga Chaga, Ooga Chaga. That's the theme song <laughs> to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. <clears throat> Blue Suede. And then what was it in the next one? It was. Uh, um, oh, crap. Stevie Nicks. What's her? What was that band that she was in? I can't. I blanked <laughs> on it. <laughs> Fleetwood uh, Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a Fleetwood Mac song. Which one? Was uh, it? The one for the trailer. Uh, the, it was. I think it's called Chains or something like that. Okay. Yeah, the one at the beginning of the movie is ELO, uh, Mr. Blue Sky, which is also very good. Yeah, I also remember the Jackson Five one at the end of the other movie. Oh yeah. That one's good too. Those movies, they just have guys who pick good songs. Yeah. But anyway. Do, 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 do. Why is she still hung up on Steve after about a hundred years later? <laughs> well, it was it was like a memory kind of thing, and it was like her. I mean, it was like her first like guy that she had sex with, right? So, all right, first is the fir- her first love. Okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he died to save her and the rest of the world. Okay, uh, let's see. The only blood in the movie is a wound that Wonder Woman herself receives from an injury that occurs off camera, but she can get hit by a chunk of tarmac and not get scuffed for boots. Like, <laughs> what? What happened? What was the wound? It was something on her shoulder, and then they patch it up, and then it's like gone the next day. Oh, the then... bullet! It was a gun. Yeah, the gunshot. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they even show her getting shot. No, yeah, yeah, they show her getting shot because that's when he was like kind of knocking her out of the way. Oh, because okay. they didn't know what guns were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another like they have a magic mirror and they don't know what guns are. Well, um, yeah, there's there. Maybe they. I don't even know if they know what guns are, but they definitely are never going to use a gun. They're always going to fight with swords and bows and arrows. Yeah, I mean that's still true even in the comics. I think. Is yeah, that, they like, always fight with swords and bows and arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though everybody else in the entire world has gotten off that boat. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, guns are way better. Yeah. Um, Steve unnecessarily kills himself by shooting bombs in a plane when they have dynamite. He could have had it and jumped out of it. He could have lit it and jumped out of it. Uh, and jumped out. It, if it was even all that necessary to fly at all and not blow it up with the rest of the lab that was manufacturing it. So they blow up a whole lab that is manufacturing it, manufacturing right. this death gas, and then Steve has to get in a plane that's full of the death gas and fly it off into into the sky. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was kind of stupid too. I felt like he could have just shot the friggin' tires on the plane, <laughs> just made it unflyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things he could have done that is not blow himself up in this plane. Right, but I mean, I guess it doesn't have the same, like, is it pathos? Is that the one? I don't know. It doesn't have the same... <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's... But, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, is trying to get you emotionally, like, emotionally manipulate you without you thinking through that that's a dumb thing that he did. And there's a lot of smarter things he could have done instead of that thing he just did. In a lot of ways, I feel like this movie tried to 
be Captain America, the first one. Right. But and that's why instead of it being in World War Two, like it should have been, it was in World War One. Yes, they had to do a different World War because they couldn't they couldn't directly. It couldn't be so much exactly like Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the Bucky. He was the Bucky, but he was also kind of the Captain America sacrifice because Captain America flew the plane. Right. To destroy. Well, to destroy the bombs that were going to kill everybody. Right. So really, Wonder Woman should have been in that plane, not what's his face, Steve. Mm -hmm. The guy's name's even Steve. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but you also have to understand that these comic books, the source material, they are both like literally the same thing. Right. All of the like there were there was like, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman was the female like Nazi fighting guy like person. And then. So, and Captain America was Marvel's like Nazi fighting. Yeah. First, like they were both created to fight Nazis in comic books. Like, right. So they're, I mean, they are kind of very the same character. Yeah. It's just the, the construction of this movie is so much like Captain America to the point where she like has this shield that she like, and and so it's just has the shield that she throws around and bounces at people. Does she do that? I think she, she does. She's a yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, man. It's just kind of really like, guys. You know, she even has this like weird band of like misfit characters that she runs around with. That's her like, you know, team. Right. That like kind of get involved in what she's doing. But most of the time, like she's just kind of doing all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, but they're there, like you know. There's that one guy, the Scottish guy, who's there for just comic relief. You know, he doesn't even right. do anything. He's supposed to be a crack shot, shoots nobody. You know, it's like, come on. So, I don't know. It, so th- this is why I'm like, hey, you know, yeah, this movie's not garbage. It's not great, <laughs> but and and it was you know a fun watch for the most part. Except I was sitting next to two of the sassiest black woman i've ever known wow racist no no they i mean they were stereotypes they were walking stereotypes uh-huh. like and talking the whole movie is that the problem yes okay. like i really i made a huge mistake uh not seeing this at the alamo draft house because i saw it at studio movie grill where you're allowed to talk through the movie and uh and yeah, it was just like any time she made any time Wonder Woman made any kind of like snark comment about how things were happening, it was just like, mm-hmm. Oh, it took a woman to say that. Mm. You know, like <laughs> like the entire movie. Or they would just be like, whenever she'd be fighting, she they would be like, Oh yeah, get it. Get it. And even whenever she was about to have sex with Steve, they were like, Oh, yeah, get it, girl. Get it, girl. Yeah. You know, and and um, I forget who came on. Oh, there was a preview for that Dark Tower movie and Idris Elba comes on screen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yes. And they were just like, oh, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. You know, and it's just <laughs> like, like just, you couldn't. It was, it was irritating. Then. It, yes. Like that was very much irritating. I was I was in a crowd of woman power the entire time. And it was just <laughs> like, I can't take this. I can't. See? I like Robbie and I saw it like two weeks later and we saw it in like 
the big comfy lounge chair movie theater thing where you get your own like recliner. Uh huh. It was quiet. It was very nice and comfortable. Yeah, I this is a fine movie if you want to watch it at home. You know, if you want to rent it or see it on, no, it probably won't be on Netflix, but yeah. But you know, it and it's and it's it's fun. You know, there's some there's some interesting action. There's a little too much um, Zack Snyder influence on the like quick zoom slow down you know, stuff with the fights, but like, they're like, you know, all of the, this like speed up, slow down stuff is just not, it's just kind of done, but yeah. Is it like two, 300? Yeah. Yeah. It's two, 300 to watchmen, you know? Um, so the same Zack uh, Snyder's same guy for those. Yeah. 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 But, um, uh, yeah, like, I've just got, I've just got these beefs with, with how, how she's written, and how that the structure of that movie was, and like, I like once I kind of get that stuff on my mind, I can't stop thinking about it, and <laughs> and it's just, and it just kind of ruins ruins it for me. Um, and then you know, like even just talking with you right here, and we have to kind of like retcon our own reasoning for like how this stuff makes sense it's like i shouldn't have to do that i shouldn't have to like <laughs> write the excuses for them for like how their movie holds together yeah so yeah not garbage i haven't seen it better than man of steel better than man of steel definitely better than batman vs superman which my favorite part of Batman vs. Superman was when Wonder Woman came in in Wonder Woman costume and, like, was doing the fighting. Like, I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, that's the best part. Just, like, the the scene that has... The fight scene when Wonder Woman gets involved is the best part of the movie. So Yeah. Okay. Well, with that out of the way, um, I think we can wrap it up. No, you have to go... You you can play Gwent now as a standalone. No, isn't that great? I can't. It's, its own game now. I can't. Now you don't have to go through all the pain in the ass of playing The Witcher to get to your Gwent. Didn't, don't you love that? Isn't that what you were wanting? Now I can have a real life experience of trying to avoid playing Gwent <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have any situation where somebody's life depends on me playing Gwent with them. <laughs> I'll tell you where you need to go if you beat me at Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow your head trimmer? Yes. If you beat me at Gwent. Yeah, again! <laughs> <laughs> I just have to tell everyone I know that knows you to like, if you ask them for any kind of favor, you have to beat them at Gwent now. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Like, that's like the prank for life. Or just like, <laughs> if I ask them any question, they'll only answer me if I play them at Gwent. <laughs> yes. I don't even have to beat them. I just have to play them at Gwent. <laughs> yes. Like, where did you, where did the stapler go? Where is that? You will tell you. I moved it. But you have to play me at Gwent. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'll do that at work. I'll send that at work. Everybody troll Jesse at work for a week. If he asks you something, he has to play you at Gwent first <laughs> to get the answer. Ah, uh, <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> You'll just be like, I'll tell you where the stapler is if you play me at Gwent. 
I'll just look around a little bit. Well, longer. I'll just here. I'll just, here's a paperclip. It's done. That's good. It's enough. good. Enough. I'll just bite, I'll just bite this with my with my mouth and like crimp it <laughs> with my teeth. You know what? I hate physical files anyway. I'll just throw this away. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. I won't. You know, f- file whatever. Whatever this is, is clearly it's not all that necessary. <laughs> Why did I have to print this out? I'll validate your parking if you play me at Grint. <laughs> no. Here's two dollars. I'll pay you the money. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what it costs. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> All right, what are you going to call the episode? I don't know. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of, like, great... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't come up with any crazy one-liners for you on this one. Yeah, that's yeah, trouble. I kind of disappointed you, I guess. <sighs> All of our talk was, like, way too serious. Yeah, it was too focused on actual... Actual game actual stuff. Actual content. Oof. <laughs> the worst <laughs> this is gonna be a terrible episode oh uh, yeah, this one's actually about video games uh, this is not gonna be good. i don't know have fun editing it yeah uh yeah i don't know it's just the driest conversation <laughs> um i mean we could just call it only if you play me at gwent i guess so that's that's the best thing i've got it's the only like real like non-serious content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll think of something as I go through this as I'm editing. Yeah. But that's that for for now. That's what it is. Only if you play me. Before.